30 for 30 this week. We are excited to jo- have join us uh, Illinois assistant basketball coach Chester Frazier. He is a former Illinois player, obviously, as you all know, and he is uh, back in Champaign. And uh, how's it feel back to be back in Champaign, Chester? Oh, man, it feels great, man. Uh, excited, ready to get back to work. Uh, you know, guys are home for break right now, so ready to get this thing going, man. Got a little bit of time before game starts, so putting it all together. Been fun so far. Now you got to, you, you come in, you know, you, it's kind of, you, you've really been a, it's crazy story. I mean, you got to, you got that whole rags to riches story right now going on, right? I mean, when you came to Illinois, I think you were telling me in July, you came in with, you had a duffel bag, you know, when in, way back in two, I think the first time I met you was like 2005. Was that about yeah, right? 2004 or five? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so you come with a duffel bag. Now you got more than a duffel bag, right? I mean, you 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 got it. You got a nice house. You're you're living kind of living the dream. How's that feel? Yeah, man. I mean, I I, I still you know, one of my things, man. I, I still you know nice house. Yeah, I mean that's for my family, but I, I still live modestly. I don't spend a lot of money, man. I, I'm still cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, it's it's crazy to think when I first arrived on campus. I you know I probably had you know a couple of outfits and you know, my underwear and stuff like that. I just came here ready to work, man. I, I didn't have a lot, but, you know, uh, I just brought character and work ethic. So um, I was just excited to be a, on a college campus. And I think that work ethic has, throughout your career, you were known for your work ethic when you played. And now now as a coach, I mean, everybody, so, and you know, I got to do my background on you as a coach when you get hired, right? So I'm asking guys and everybody tells me, He's a grinder, man. He's a grinder. You know, the guy puts in time. Do you think that it just carried over, right? I mean, from your career to your life, it's just how you how you. Yeah, work. I mean, that's, that's just how I was raised, man. I mean, my dad worked hard. My, you know, my mom worked hard, and you know, we we're a blue collar family, and you know, um, just just one of those guys that just didn't live off talent. I had to work hard to to get everything I've earned. So. Uh, I don't, I don't take it for granted, you know, just because you move up and, you know, you may make more money and, you know, I, I started at 25, you know, and, you know, you, you got to grind, man. That's the, that's just the nature of the beast, man. If you don't work hard, you're going to get out of work. You're going to get beat. And, you know, I don't like losing. So I'm a competitor <laughs> in everything I do. So, I mean, when, when it comes to recruiting or basketball, you know, I, I, I you know, I put everything into it. Is there a, so going back, I got to ask one question. Everybody wants me to ask you this question. Like, do you and Eric Gordon still exchange like messages or Christmas cards? <laughs> no, no, man. I haven't <laughs> talked, I haven't, I haven't talked to Eric Gordon since he, uh, you know, he used to come up on campus with us and, and yeah. hang out. I haven't, I haven't talked to him since then, man. I mean, I, I don't have no ill will towards Eric Gordon, man. I mean, look, I'm a competitor, man. And, um, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to check his temperature and see what he was made of before the game. I just wanted to, you know, let, let him know I was there and you know, this ain't going to be an easy night for you. So, you know, I, I, I gave him a little bit and, you know, first half he, 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 he was a little nervous and the second half he settled in and played better. <laughs> no, that's all good. I mean, the, the chest bump, you know, it's a, it's a, it's one of those legends and lords. So if we go back to your time, do you have a memory? Like when you played, like what's your, the best memory. I mean, you hit a couple game-winning shots. I remember because I was there, right? So, I mean, yeah. what's your memory? Like, what's the best memory you maybe have for your playing time? You know what's crazy, man. I, my best memory would be just just every day with my teammates. You know that camaraderie, that brotherhood, that pra- those practices, man. Those, those were fun, man. But I remember one time, my freshman year, we're at we're at Michigan State, 
um, and you know how you run out the tunnel. And I was the I was the first guy in line, and you know D D uh, D had like told everybody like, yo yo wait, let him run out there by himself. I go out full speed. I'm the only one out there, and they're they're ripping me a new one. Like that student section was like. Uh, hey, there's the fake D Brown, and um, there's little Bow Wow. Like, and I'm like, I look back there in the tunnel, just laughing hard as hell. Like, so that was that was that was one of the most memorable uh, experiences for me. Like, going to North Carolina, beating Carolina at Carolina was fun. Um, you know, just just a lot, man. I mean, it's a whole. I can I can go for days. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, D D throwing you under the bus there gave you throw, yeah, throwing yeah, into man. the the is zone there. Let, let yeah, him panic. That, was, that was fun. I had fun with it. That's good. Hey, um, so the other thing is, as I kind of look back and you look back at your playing career, one of the things that you did was you really developed as a shooter. Like your senior year, I mean, you shot a great percentage from three. Was there something like it was, was it just one of those things like I'm going to work hard to do it? Or is there like, no, a, I, and I'll, I'll tell anybody this that will listen, man. I, I, I had a role, right? I, I was, I wasn't a great shooter, but I, I used to see dudes going three for 10. Like if I got 10 shots, I probably could make three of them. Like it's this, you know, it wasn't my role. I wasn't a scorer. Um, you know, I was a playmaker. Um, and I'll say this, you know, I really struggled with the motion offense. I, I wasn't a guy that could run off a screen and shoot. I was more of a penetrator and um, a facilitator. That, that was my role. So for me to go out there and take 10, 11 shots, we weren't playing at the fastest tempo anyway. We're probably getting, I, somebody could look this up, 50, 60 shots. So it would look crazy for me to go out there and shoot nine, 10 of those shots. So right. if you look back, I probably shot five times a game. I mean, what do you expect me to make? Three out of five? I mean, like, <laughs> like dude, and, and two of them probably at the end of the shot clock. So uh, for me, you know, I it, it I had tough skin and it never bothered me when people talk about my shooting. But I, like, I could I could make an open shot. Like it just it wasn't my role to run around and run off screens and shoot. I left that, that like that was Jamar Trent, Dimitri. Those guys were they were shot makers and scorers. I mean, you know, so I was more, you know, and we didn't play super fast. And I was more of a transition, get in the lane, play make, assist guy. And I embraced it, you know, and I didn't run from it. And, and, you know, sure, I wanted to shoot the ball more and I wanted to, you know, score more. But I embraced what whatever the team needed me to be. And that, that this the team that I want that was on, they needed me to defend, rebound, and facilitate at a high level. And that's what I tried to do every night. So you've got – you talk about being a facilitator. you got a pretty good facilitator on your team right now. Seems like there's a the young, young dude, uh, Andre Curbelo. And, and we've talked, you know, off – you know, whatever. We've talked about – and you've – what are your thoughts on – after you watch a – being a point guard yourself, what are your thoughts after finally getting to work him out this summer? Well, he, he's extremely gifted. Uh, his IQ is, is – he, he's got one of the best IQs I've ever coached. Um, he sees the game. And, and, and he may see it uh, play ahead of another player. And that's why he'll turn the ball over because he'll see something and it'll usually be the right play, but he may not be on the same page with, with another guy. Um, he, he loves the flair and the home runs. I'm trying to get him to hit singles, but um, I mean, he's special, man. He's one of the best passes I've ever coached. He's got a great feel. He's got good speed, good instincts. He can play in tight spaces. He can he can maneuver around in the lane better than most small guards. So he's got a lot going there. And once the once the jump shots 
uh, starts falling for him, it'll open up a whole nother world. So, I mean, he's just, he's special. Is that kind of, can you, can you kind of walk him through that? Because he's the same way. Like he never had to shoot. He can shoot. I've seen him shoot exactly. workouts, but he's never had to shoot because why would I shoot a three when I can shoot a layup? You know. I mean? I, and I'll tell people this. I, I used to laugh. Like, like I've had games in my career where I've made four or five threes in the game. You know, dudes who just can't shoot don't make four and five threes. Now, I may have lost confidence at times where I may miss a shot or because I'm only getting two or three shots. You know what I mean? Right. So you may miss that one or two and it's like, oh, he can't shoot. But Curbelo can actually shoot the basketball, man. I mean, it's, it's funny. You know, he, he hit a you, you look at all of his shots last year. What he didn't get was catch and shoot wide open threes. Everything he did last year was kind of off the bounce, off a ball screen. So they were tougher shots. So I, I think once, you know, the ball gets away from him and it finds him again and he gets an open shot, he'll he'll be a much better shooter. Is there a – so you, you finally, you know, Bello obviously, you know, just fantastic. You get the big fella back. I mean, it's good to Ooh. see that guy back. I mean, he's I, – now tell me the truth. Like when you saw Kofi – I mean, you've seen Kofi. And, and my first thing, I saw Kofi. and then But when I first got – like when I saw Kofi, like I'm standing with Kofi, I'm like, that dude is a mountain. Like, I mean, you know, I've seen big guys before, but he's different. Is he's, he just... a, he's the second biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> one Number one was Shaq in Vegas on a recruit trip. Maybe Greg Oden was big, but not as big as him. But, yeah. I mean, when I saw him in the bubble last year, uh, walking walking through the bubble, I said, man, this is, this is a big, big human being. And he's so energetic. He's fun to coach. You know, he brings energy every day. You know, most big guys, they don't have – he's got a motor. I mean, he, he's special, man. It's, that's a unique – he's a unicorn. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you way he runs the floor, too. I mean, you, you just don't think – you think of big guys lumbering down the floor, and he doesn't lumber. I mean, he sprints. He's fast. Um, impressive dude. I got to talk to him a little bit in Atlanta. He's just such a great kid, too. I mean, I think Kofi is just such a wonderful kid. So, do you have a – so how do you think, like, overall, how do you think your summer workouts went? Do you feel like you made the progress you wanted to see them make? Yeah, yeah. I, I think our guys got better. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of shooting, you know, a lot of concepts, you know, playing and pick and roll and, you know, seeing some guys make some decisions and seeing – we got a lot of depth too, man. We got a lot of bodies. So, you know, we're able to, you know, you know piece it all together. We, we should be – we should have a special team this year, you know, if everybody – can sacrifice and, and, you know, play the right way. And, you know, it, it, you put it all together. It's a, it's a, it's a special, special group of guys. You've got like, and, and so you look at, look at your squad. I mean, how much do you, how much do you implement this summer of like your game plans? Mostly individual stuff this summer, yeah. right, guys? Yeah, it's, it's, you want to see everybody before you start diving into X's and O's and schemes. I mean, you, you, you're still figuring out what everybody can do and how it gels together and what makes sense. So, you know, to go in and put some, some offense in and, you know, maybe some basic stuff, but to go, you, you don't know exactly what you have at this point. So, you know, you'll get a better feel for that as, as you know, we get to the end of August, September, you know, middle part of September, you'll start to piece it together. And so now you've had a chance and I know you, you didn't really know Coach Underwood prior to when you met with him, you know, maybe a little bit, but not, not much. Yeah. Now you've had a chance to work closely with him for a couple months here, been out on the road, been in the gym, you've all these things. What I mean, 
what's what excites you about him just going by what you said you got you know you talking about loving everyday practice you got to yeah. love being an everyday guy right I yeah mean, i mean I, I think that's what that's the the you know the, the thing for me is he brings energy every day you know and i'm i'm kind of the same way just every time i hit the floor i'm you know i'm, I'm gonna bring it you know have good energy he's the same way you know he, he's excited to practice you know he holds people accountable he's fun you know, so and it just lets you do your job, man. It lets you work. So that that for me, that's 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 a that's a breath of fresh air, man. A guy that's going to get in the trenches and grind with you, but also not micromanage you and let you work every day. You've got you've got a you know, your history. You know, worked with Bruce Weber. Obviously, played for Coach Weber, and then got to work with him, and then got to work with Coach Young at Virginia Tech. You've had you've had some two really good you know X and O guys that yep. you've got to work with as well. How how have they helped you, or what have you learned from that those guys? Well, Coach Weber, man, I mean, that's family. You know, that's not, I mean, I, everybody's like Coach Weber. Like, that's 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 family for life. But Coach Weber's a really good coach, man. Um, you know, we we won a lot of games together, you know, as a player and as a coach. Um, very defensive-minded, but very underrated offensively when, when, he, when he can get the pieces together. Um, you know, you saw it was the Final Four team and some of our teams at K-State. Um, but um, Coach Weber, you know, practices were harder than games, you know, so, you know, he's going to challenge you every day. He's going to get you to you – know, the will part will never be a question for Coach Weber. You're going to play hard. You're going to compete. You know, um, Coach Young, what I got from Coach Young was attention to detail, okay, like, you know, executing, you know, you know, being a stickler for details and the devil is in the detail. So one step – to the left, to the right, makes a difference in the set running and, and, and being efficient. Um, being able to go in and, and run your offense five one zero at a, at a good tempo, and, and you know, being able to really execute. He was a big stickler for execution and not being sloppy, not turning the ball over. Um, good passing, sharp passing, uh, efficient scoring. We didn't play at a high tempo, but we valued every possession, and we were we were going to get a good shot most times down the floor because. You know, we're going to execute. We're going to put you in a blender. Hard to scout because we ran so many sets. Uh, so you kind of get that fine that that fine balance of freedom versus, you know, look, we're going to dial it up and we're going to put it together and we're going to put a game plan together to beat you and we're going to be hard, hard out every night. So and being able to, you know, to be honest, do more with less, you know, being with in a, K, a place like K-State. And again, this is no knock on K-State or Virginia Tech. The region and the market where you are, you're not, it's hard to get five-star recruits and sometimes even four-star recruits. So you had to develop, you had to coach, you had to build relationships, and you had to really learn how to scheme and, and game plan to win games. And you become a better coach because of what you ultimately didn't have in recruiting. You became a better coach. So now when you get players and you're able to do the same thing, you know, we're able to, you know, build a, a, a winning program. As you go through it, speaking, you talk about recruiting and what, how cool was it to get back out on the road? I mean, I, you guys were, I mean, and you know, I know you and you're, you're like a, you're an energy, go get them. I mean, you want to be out on the road, seeing guys as much as you can. Basically you were cooped up for a year. I mean, you didn't get yeah. to go out and see guys. Now you get to go out and see guys. How, 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 how important, how cool was that for you? Oh, it's good because now you get to evaluate, and that's, and that's why I, I think more more than a recruiter, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a really good evaluator of talent. I 
there, there's some guys that you see and, oh, he's top 30, but I don't think he fits, you know, and, and I've always been that way. I, it, if it doesn't make sense, I'm not just going to take a talent just to, to take a player. Like, it has to make sense. It has to fit. It has to be a lot of things involved where you, you say, well, he fits our program. You know, we're just not going to take a guy just to take a guy. And I've always lived by that. Whether he be a three-star, five-star talent, it didn't matter to me. You know, can we coach this guy and can we win with this guy? And that, and that mattered to me. So being able to see guys, see their mannerism, how they interact with their coaches, uh, do they compete? Do they play 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 hard on, on a nightly basis? That was fun for me to get out there and finally see these guys play and being able to evaluate. The recruiting part is, everybody recruits you know at the end of the day we're in the age of internet recruiting you can blast a highlight on the internet one school offers then he gets 20 offers the fun part for me is going in the gym and, and evaluating and finding that kid that maybe nobody thought was really good and you know hey this kid's pretty good and, and seeing those guys and, and seeing these so-called top guys and compete that was fun for me just being able to finally get out and see these guys compete and uh, be in that environment. It, it was different being in the gym. So that was fun for me, but, you know, um, it's short-lived. You got what, a couple weekends to see these guys, but yeah. I, I still, I, I thought we got a lot out of them. You You get to see live. Me, me, for me, live. I mean, I, I've got them. I've got my baller TV subscription. I've got this. Yeah, and I'm watching yeah. guys on film. It's just not the same. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, when you get live, you get to see those guys, how they interact with their teammates, how they interact with the coaches, what they're doing, like off. Because sometimes those TV screens, you don't get everything off the ball, or they spread right. up and down the floor. All those little things. And so I love seeing that live stuff. I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, that, and you just hit it on the, on the nose, man. Just seeing that, those little intangible things that you don't see on, on film. Like we, we would sit down and watch all the TV, all these streaming sites. We spent a lot of money to evaluate kids because it's the only way you could. And then you're doing zoom meetings, but there's nothing like the real interaction, man. It's just no, no substitute for that. Yeah. So you, one thing about you and, and one thing we've known is you obviously have connections in different parts of the country. I mean, one of those things we go back to the old, you know, former assistants, you know, they had connections here and there and there, but you've got some, some unique connections for, for Illinois people. I mean, with your connections, whether it's in Baltimore, um, you've got some connections in Florida, you got some connections around, around the country, you know, I, I can't list them all, but, um, but is that, it's kind of unique because it's funny because being a guy who covers recruiting, you know, we, we're, we're kind of these guys and then you come in and you've got your guys and it's kind of a weird dynamic that, you know, you're able to just pull from a different country. How does Illinois, how do you sell Illinois to the other parts of the country? Well, I mean, Illinois, Illinois is a national brand. It's a national name. So you should be able to recruit nationally here, you know? So, you know, I think back to be, even before I got to school here, I mean, uh, Darren Williams, you know, you had Warren Carter, you know, you had guys that weren't from Illinois and from different regions, you know, Mike Davis, you know, I came from the East Coast. I mean, you, you were getting guys from different, different areas. And I think you can do that here uh, and be successful. Now you obviously got to take care of home, but um, I learned to hunt at K-State, okay? I was 25, I didn't know anybody. And then nobody gave me a blueprint or manual and said, hey, this is the key to recruiting. I, and I got my head kicked in the first couple of years in recruiting because I'm just hunting. I'm just going, I'm building relationships. But one thing, I didn't burn any bridges. So I kept relationships. If, if I didn't get a kid, I didn't get mad. I just kept recruiting. So 
now you get to year 10 and it's like, oh, okay, now, you know, hey, this, I know this guy, I went up there and saw his kid and, and you build those relationships across the country. And that's how it happened. I mean, at a place like K-State, you know, you're, you're going, you know, you maybe you're getting the third, fourth best player in Florida, fifth best player in Florida and, you know, developing them. And that's how I built the niche. You know, Barry Brown, best player I ever recruited, 1800 points, he's a three-star recruit, you know, and, and he walked us to an elite eight and, and a big 12 championship, you know? So, you know, Kamal Stokes, three-star kid. I mean, they were, they were 1200 point score at K-State and missed 20 games. So those guys, you know, if you, if you have a niche for evaluating, those, those are kids that have no business being at Kansas State. I mean, one's from Florida, one's from Baltimore, you know, and essentially could probably play anywhere in the country. So, um, you know, I kind of look at, you know, any school, man, it's, it's about how you sell it, opportunity. Kids want opportunity. At the end of the day, you're not going to sell a kid and say, hey, come here and wait three years and, you know, especially outside of the region. If you've got the region, you got to have an opportunity got to make sense development winning obviously we're winning right now so that that makes it easy yeah I was a big Barry Brown fan I loved watching that kid play I mean he was a he was a baller man um they have so when you kind of look at this you know fitting a roster putting it together how do you I mean how do you decide what's a good is it based on who's on your roster is it I mean you because you, you can't have five of the same guy you can't yeah. have how much how much is pieces that fit a role yeah, and, and a lot of that's changing now with immediate transfer. So so it's kind of turning into now it's almost like, you know, you never know what your team's going to look like the next year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is what you have. This is what we lack. This, can we go Can we go put it all together now, you know? And, you know, I, thought, I think we're off to a good start. When you look at our team, and that, and that was kind of the, the – Key to, key to our team is versatility, right? You got a guy like DeMonte Williams, who essentially is a wing player that can play up a spot because he's tough and he's physical and he makes shots at the, at the four spot. Jake Grandison, kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, Coleman Hawkins can play anywhere from the three to the five, you know. Trent can play one, two. You know, these are versatile pieces. Io was a guy that could play multiple positions. You know, Curbelo could go on the floor with the Io and the Trent. So just having vers versatility, I always, I've always been a fan of guards that can all dribble, pass, and shoot. I've always wanted to take guys that weren't limited in a, in a way that could do a little bit of everything. I, my ideal backcourt would be like guys like a Baylor's backcourt that can all yeah. dribble, pass, shoot. You know take you off the bounce, pass to each other. So I've always looked for guards, you know, in multiple sizes that could do that. So uh, big guys, versatility, guys that could play two positions, play to four, maybe some five, you know, skill, IQ, tough, you know, guys that have functional skill levels. So that you, when you start putting it all together, you can never have enough guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot the basketball. So, and then such a major emphasis on shooting in today's game, you know, it's almost hard to take a guy that can't shoot in today's game. Yeah, it's almost funny. You look back at 2005 Illinois team. You know, obviously that was the year before you got there. They they shot so many threes. They passed ball. It's almost like they were playing space and pace before we got there. They, were, they were ahead of their time with Roger Powell at the four. That yep. was small ball. James Augustine was considered a power forward at that time. Became a center. So it was almost genius. Three guards. Roger Powell is a stretch four that could also be strong enough to guard bigger guys. And then Augustine could run, screen, you know, JYD type guy. 
but we could also pass it, playing dribble handoffs, ball screen. So yeah, and then you bring a Jack Ingram off the bench who could shoot it. They were kind of, yeah, they were kind of before their time, if you think about it. You know, yep. Richmond Bry come off the bench shooting. You know, yep. the one thing if that team might have had Brian Randall, you don't know yeah. what could have happened, you know. So that team yeah. was definitely before his time for sure. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I can't imagine they, you know, Brian Randall may have been the guy they needed in that last game. Who knows? No question. <laughs> so, no question. Um it's it's uh, it's funny when you look at this and you kind of look at the college basketball landscape. You mentioned this, the one year transfer. When you look at the one year transfer, how hard is it to then? I mean, also, I guess relationships are huge there, too, because let's say you don't burn that bridge. No maybe doubt. maybe in a year you may be recruiting that kid again, you know, exactly. or two years. Exactly. Don't delete those numbers. You, don't <laughs> get it. you know, so it, and, and it's a weird thing, man. It's like, OK, you can either complain about it or you can play the game. You know, hey, look, you're going to be in the portal, too. You know, so, you know, you may lose a kid. It's like it's like NBA free agency, man. We may pick up one out the portal. So, like, you, you can, we can complain about it as coaches or you can embrace it. Hey, look, you know, guys are making a living in the transfer portal. A guy like Eric Musselman at Arkansas, I mean, you get older, you instantly get guys who've been coached. You know, you got immediate film. You can go on Synergy and watch yeah. all this kid's film rather than taking a 17, 18-year-old kid. So you can build it that way or you can build it organically with freshmen or you can blend the two. I mean, it's just, you know, whatever your preference is. But, you know, you get into an emergency situation, you get the May, April, I mean, March, April, and one of your guys leave, you're probably not going to go look, look at a, a freshman player. You're probably right. going to go to the portal and say, hey, how can I piece this thing back together? Yeah, it's a it's – definitely a different game than what we're used to, you know, over the past few years of recruiting, but it changes things. But you know, like you say, there's some good, there's some bad, but it is what it is. And you just got to deal with it as you yeah. go forward. So, so back to our team coming in, Illinois team coming in for this year. Like, what are your, what do you look at? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like, I feel like even at like, you know, 12, 13, I think you guys are a little undervalued. I mean, I really think that if things click, I mean, you never know yeah. I mean, because somebody get hurt, whatever, but I mean, I think if things click with your depth, with the pieces you have, you got the star power, you got the guys who fill roles. I feel like you guys got a chance to make a run. Yeah, I, I feel good about our team. You know, you you put it all together. The finished product is what matters. Um, you know, we have the depth, we have the size. Um, guard play will be good. I mean, we have every ingredient of a really good team. You know, and I've and I've been a part of some really good teams, and I've coached some really good teams. This team has all the ingredients to be really good. Now it's about putting it together, uh, making it mesh, making it gel. Um, and when you have depth, it's about guys being willing to sacrifice and be all in and, and win. So, you know, we'll see once we get to that point, um, you know, obviously, you know, you have super seniors and you have some young guys and, you know, how to mesh that together, we'll, you know, that would be our jobs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not worried about being undervalued. I just want to go one and no, win the first <laughs> game, and then the next game go one and no again. And that's you know, let's just keep steamrolling. But um, you know, starts in practice, and then once we start, you know, start getting games, and you know, we start seeing what we have and our warts and what we need to improve on. I mean, nothing is never going to be perfect, but uh, you know, we 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 got a pretty good group, man. I, I wouldn't hide that, uh, you know. But you know, we we're gonna have work to do like everybody else. 
Yeah, I think, you know, there's probably not a perfect team out there, but at least you feel like you're in a conversation and compete with anybody on a given no day, you can win. So no that's doubt. always a good thing. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Um, we're excited to get you back. Obviously, you know, you got you and Tim and Jeff, all three new assistants and all guys really looks like doing a great job so far. I mean, so uh, we're very excited about the season, excited to have you on board. And now you got a couple weeks to plan for the false thing. I'm sure you're going to be recruiting, of course, that whole time, nonstop no talking to people. But, but, um, and then uh, we start, get back on campus, start some official visits, and I'm pretty excited for that. So, hey, uh, appreciate you coming on, Chester. Thanks again. Man, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.